Hey, welcome to Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. Let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Quick branding update. Um, As you noticed last episode, I announced indirectly (laughs) that the podcast will now be known as Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. I made the decision for a couple reasons. One, I felt it most accurately reflected the content of the podcast. And also, it positions me for some really cool stuff that I'm going to be doing in the near future here that I'd like you all to know about. Um, If you watch my social media, then you know that I have developed an online course, um, which I have not announced the title yet, I guess. It is called Self-Hacking 101, Simple Tools to Break Your Painful Patterns and Celebrate More wins. Now, while I've been doing this, I've also been rather quiet on social media, and I'm going to be fixing that in the very near future, where I am most active is on Instagram at educate for underscore life, as you have heard in my outro uh, for the last six months. Part of this branding update also means that my websites are going to be a little bit wonky for a while. Um, I had previously been directing people to lifecoachingwithryan.com. It is still there, though it is not updated with the latest and greatest. Um, I will be giving you more information about uh, websites, etc., etc., in the near future. So, updates to come, but today I'd like to get into the topic of attribution. So what is attribution and why do I care? Well, first I want to highlight or frame this conversation around attribution and its effect on judgment or judging, not judgment as in discernment, but judgment as in when we have explicitly negative or explicitly positive um, reactions to things in our space. So this is our opportunity to hack our judgment. Attribution is literally to what do we attribute something. So an example I gave uh, on Instagram the other day is when someone cuts you off on the freeway, your brain tends to jump straight to why that happened. Um, And when I say why, uh, jump straight to why, um, I mean, after you've potentially had your initial um, flight, fight, or freeze moment of surprise and survival, <laughs> which I, the people who uh, have been around me tends to be a shouting in the car and yelling, Hey, asshole. And things of that nature, though. Occasionally I've seen people who kind of like turtle up. Um, but anyway, that's not immediately here or there, but kind of embedded in that emotional response, and if not the initial response, which could be anger from a perspective of energy for survival. I don't know if we've talked about um, the different purposes of different emotions before. I will make sure to make a note of that so we chat about that, and also feel free to hit me up if you want to know more about that. Um, But specifically, we tend to think of why did this person do this to me, and we don't even ask the question before we have an answer that person cut me off because they're an asshole. That person cut me off because they didn't see me. That person cut me off because they're in a hurry and I hope they get where they're getting safely. Um, 
whatever it happens to be. We attribute, we assign a reason to what just occurred. Now, we're doing this all the time. All the time. We, no, we may not be consciously thinking about why things are happening, but we tend to attach reasons, I believe, from uh, instinct, from a drive to navigate. And by understanding the why of a thing, we're able to better navigate that situation. If I know that uh, so-and-so snapped at me today because there are problems in her marriage, um, then I may be able to navigate that situation by either being more compassionate or uh, by being more tolerant, if not compassionate, um, or uh, offering help or etc. So knowing the why helps us navigate our world. But there's kind of this double-edged sword to attribution. And that is that sometimes we are operating from evidence, genuine evidence. We have a lot of information that helps us make our decisions. And sometimes we are fabricating evidence or we simply have a serious lack, a dearth of evidence and we are filling in the blanks from other situations that are entirely unrelated, um, other potentially related situations, um, only in so far as the place they occurred. For example, um, someone just yelled at me, uh, who is a coworker. Well, the last time a coworker yelled at me was because of blank. So that must be the reason here. Well, the only thing those two situations have in common is they both happened in the workplace. That's it. So we fill in blanks again, all the time. It's natural. We are producing strategies. So often those attributions <clears throat> in the case of, again, I'm going to go back to the cards because I think that's a heightened emotional experience. Just like I suppose having a coworker yell at you is a heightened emotional experience. When we're in heightened emotional experiences, there's a series of defense mechanisms that come up immediately. And again, I want to highlight fight, flight, freeze. We're trying to solve a problem and we have an automatic strategy and sometimes well-considered strategies of how we're going to address that problem. So judgment is so often laden. The situation, our reaction to the situation is laden with judgment, right? So again, the example of that person's an asshole, I imagine most of us, <laughs> when we think someone is an asshole, we're not saying that in like a neutral way. We're not just like, well, yeah, well, that person's an asshole. It's cool. Whatever. We're just going about my day. Blah, 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 blah. It tends to be more in the vein of that asshole. Tense, terse, angry, frustrated. Again, it's not a neutral term. It's one that's filled with irritation, value judgment, etc. Whether it's because you're doing something to me and I feel the victim of it or because I'm judging you for being the way that you are. I don't think people should be that way. I strive not to be that way because I think that is the wrong way to be. And therefore, I look at you and I say, asshole. <laughs> so 
when we catch ourselves making attributions, it's valuable to ask ourselves if we're making it up, if we're making up the evidence. And so l- let me let me tangent on this for a second. Actually, it's not even a tangent. This is this is this is critical. I want to make sure everyone hears this. Like really hears this. Making things up, generating evidence that's not actually there is normal and natural. It is human to do that. But because because when we lack information, and we're trying to develop a strategy. I keep, ha- I'm going to hammer that again. Developing a strategy. We are trying to solve problems in our daily life all the time, consciously, unconsciously, subconsciously. And if we don't have the information that we need, it is typical, it is normal, it is natural to automatically try to fill in the gaps in our knowledge in order to make decisions. So I'm not trying to say that anyone is bad or wrong for filling in the blanks. I am suggesting, however, that we become more aware of how we fill in those blanks because there will typically be patterns in how we fill in those blanks. So knowing that it's normal and natural, I want to invite everyone to consider if I'm making things up, how how I make them up matters. So if you're going to fill in a blank with that person cut me off, therefore they must be an asshole. Consider how that impacts your day that, that consider how it impacts your moment, that moment right then. Could you be having a better experience in that moment by attributing it to that person is simply in a hurry. Perhaps they didn't see me. I hope for their sake and the sake of the drivers around them that they're safe and everything's okay. I hope they get where they need to go. I hope no one's in trouble. And that's why they're speeding like that. It's because they're trying to get to someone who's in trouble, who they care about. How different is that emotional experience? And for those of you who are going, but that's not true. (laughs) All the evidence that I have says that that person's simply an asshole. And I'm mad that they just took a dangerous action and nearly hurt me. I would again invite you to consider, do you really have evidence for that? Because if you're making things up, yes, again, it is normal and natural to make up the negative thing that is self-protective instead of make up the generous thing that doesn't immediately make you feel like you've defended or protected yourself. I understand that. Again, normal, natural, makes perfect sense. But if we're going to hack our judgment, if we're going to reframe our experience, just ask yourself, how valuable is it to have this reaction that this person's an asshole? Again, maybe it's incredibly important because... It helps you be a more aware driver and a more considerate driver yourself. Awesome. Do it. Judgment has value. Again, I'm not trying to rid the world of judgment. That's not normal or natural. Okay? But just consider, if I'm making things up, how do I want to make them up? What is my existing pattern 
of filling in the blanks. How useful, how valuable is my current way of filling in the blanks? Does this serve me? Does this serve what I want? Maybe it served me in the past in a certain way, but I don't want that way anymore. I don't want anger and reflexive self-protection anymore. Maybe I want some more understanding or vulnerability. Hmm, There's a thought. So ultimately what I'm suggesting is that we develop the ability to notice our judgment. We notice the pattern in our reactions. Once we've noticed that, we can choose to let it go or choose to replace the thought or choose the thought again because we find it valuable. But like your choice, feel as good as you can about your choice when you choose it, whichever one it is. Notice your judgment. Notice your attribution. If you don't even want to talk about it in terms of judgment right now, notice your attribution and then determine whether or not it's valuable to simply let it go. I cannot tell you the number of situations I've been in in my life where I caught myself making an attribution and and noticed how much that attribution was jacking my nervous system. <laughs> how irrationally angry I got when a student said or did a certain thing. That kid is disrespecting me. Like, I'm not going to yell as loud as the voice in my head was yelling because I don't want to blow out your ears. But the strength of that emotional trigger, for me, disrespect was a big one. This kid is doing something to me. This kid is disrespecting me, disregarding me. My value as a teacher is you doing what I tell you to do. So when you don't do what I tell you to do, you are invalidating me. Process that for a second. When you cut me off on the road, you're devaluing my safety and security. That's a lot to unpack. And I'm not even asking you to go that deep, but that just popped into my head and I felt the need to say it. There's often way more going on about how we fill in these blanks. When I was able to say this kid and how he or she is acting is unrelated to the choices that I made up into this moment and is not a reflection on me, 
that was a certain attribution that I made. And when I was able to do that, that trigger was significantly diffused. And I was able to be way more present in the moment with that child and give them the best of me. And it meant that the circumstances worked out way better. If I were to come make a comparison between experiences when I was significantly triggered and circumstances when I had all of my faculties, all of my tools available to me because I was more calm and centered. I didn't say perfectly calm and centered. I said more calm and centered. <laughs> that was a game changer. I was a better teacher. I was happier. I was less stressed. The kids were more responsive. It was just fantastic. Your driving experience will get better. Your experience with your coworkers will get better. Your experience with your family will get better. Your experience with your intimate partners will get better. If you're able to examine your attributions, how many fights could be avoided? If instead of thinking you just hurt me with your insensitive comment and you were able to wonder, hmm, I wonder why they made that comment. Again, if you have a partner who's making insensitive comments all the time and it hurts you and they know what hurts you, maybe it's very important that you have an emotional reaction and that be your fuel to get the fuck out of the relationship. I want to be clear again. I'm not saying you need to remove your tendency to attribute. I'm not saying that you should remove your judgment. I'm not saying you should remove your emotional experience. I'm simply saying examine it and determine whether or not the current way that you are responding to your circumstances is serving you. With that, I'm going to sign off for this particular episode. And uh, I look forward to more of these direct conversations. Hit me up on Instagram, you know, send me a DM, respond to a post, let me know. How are you feeling about this? I would love for you guys to pass if this, you found this interesting, if you found this valuable, tell a friend. Have them listen. Hit, hit me up. Let me know. Oh, I let someone know about the show. That would be great. I'd really love that. I'd really appreciate that. And any other thoughts you have, hit me up. Catch you later. Hey again. Thanks for listening. If you want more goodness, come hang out with me on Instagram at educate for underscore life. That's educate the number four underscore life. I jump on almost every day and go live once per week to answer questions and just talk about what's on my mind. We've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so expect some announcements in the near future. And with that, I hope you have a great week. Talk with you soon.